Welcome to Ice Cream Sunday. My name is Austin Buckner. David Richardson. Trevor Holder. Melanie Bloomquist. And this episode originally was all about online dating and then it devolved into chaos. Um, was there anything else that we didn't already talk about that you'd want to discuss? I, I think we covered just about everything. Yeah. With the exception of like gender bending. Okay. Which I've had those experiences too. Um, Talk we to me. really covered just about everything. Talk to me about gender bending. Uh, which part? All of it. Uh, I guess that goes back to like full circle again, the role playing thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely been there, done that. Like full binder, strap on, like dressed in a suit, like the whole nine yards. And uh, completely the opposite as well, like corset, stockings garter belt and and these were encounters with were with my ex-girlfriend hmm. so like definitely definitely fun yeah like i would say that was a really good experience but that was something we didn't go over in the podcast but i think we just about covered everything else yeah under the sun yeah including online dating so including online dating right. sit back relax and enjoy episode number nine of the ice cream sunday podcast Tell me about your most recent uh, romantic partner and why did that, why did that end? Why did that end? Well. And I don't even know if it was a romantic partner. No, it was a romantic partner, okay. if you can call it that. Um, never having an <laughs> orgasm in five and a half months. That's, that's, uh, yeah. It's romantic. This is going to be a. God damn, that's going to be a fun hour. Almost platonic, <laughs> but oh, romantic. That is the strongest opening um, to any podcast yet. <laughs> sorry. Uh. I told you, I'm an open book, so it doesn't bother me. No, uh, we were together, I guess it wasn't five and a half months, it was around four and a half months, and I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, um, I'm not seeing any effort, um, there's things I've brought to your attention that aren't changing, like I have my boundaries, you're not respecting them, so I'm just going to end this. Thank God I did, because I found out three days later that he was cheating on me, so... Yeah, trying to get some other girl pregnant. Ooh. That was lovely. Um, but that whole started because we met through a mutual friend. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but most of my my dating profile <laughs> is exactly that a profile cuz I've tried online dating. I don't go out a lot, so I don't meet a lot of people. It makes it really hard to date. What so, does your this is a fun question. What does your online profile look like? What, what does it say about you? Or do you have friends like put it together? No, no. I put my own profile together. Um, I'm very upfront in my profile that I have two kids that are biracial because I deal with a lot of um, racial slurs or like pushback because I'm a white single mom and my kids are biracial. So I put that right out there in my profile. Like everybody knows that number one, single mom. Number you? two, they're biracial. Um, I put on there that I game. 
I don't want that to be a problem. I put on there that I love to cook. I love to be outside. Um, I love to go on random adventures, spontaneous Pac-Man, Walmart games. like Phenomenal cook. Yeah, I've played uh, Pac-Man in Walmart. It's great. On one like the little arcade cabinets that they no, sell? Or? No, we dress up oh. in different colored <laughs> shirts. Like we are the Pac-Man. Holy shit. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Incredible. It's fucking awesome. And then you have like designated items that are your power-ups. So yeah, it's, it's great. Oh my God. Yeah. I never <laughs> With the aisles? Yeah, it works out great. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but like I put out there that I'm goofy, that I'm sarcastic, that I cuss like a sailor. Um, and that I appreciate conversation. And usually the one thing that I outline the most is that I want somebody who's going to be honest. Like there's a lot that I can forgive. There's a lot that I can put up with, but honesty is definitely needed. Like I've even been approached about poly relationships and it's one of those, well, we can have that discussion if, if you want to, or when you want to, but it definitely needs to require some honesty. So, yeah. So to kind of go into that a little bit, I think I remember like years ago, I came across you on Plenty of Fish. Yeah. 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 That was one of the very first ones I tried. Yeah. I think it's all right, but I think Bumble would be the way to go in terms of uh, for women specifically. Yeah. See, my brother's tried Bumble and he really likes it. Yeah. Is Bumble the one where the the woman has, has to, to yeah, start yep. Nobody conversation? Nobody talked to me on Bumble. Oh, single tear. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I can at least like for sure be like, yeah, she's right. Like that, that's exactly it because I've seen her profile. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right now, I'm currently on Facebook dating. It's kind of weird, though, because when you look at profiles, it'll tell you if you guys have mutual friends. Mm. And I'm like, great. So if I don't like this guy's profile, is he going to think I'm a complete bitch? Is he going to go tattle to my friends? Well, I think <laughs> she that... didn't like me. <laughs> I, I Pretty think much. Facebook dating was, was interesting, at least when I did it for the short time before I got together with Heather, was... It was cool to see those mutual friends because then you could just like hit up your friends and be like, "Yo, what's uh, what's a what's the deal with Melanie? <laughs> what's she into?" Yeah, I used Facebook but dating for two days. Yeah, it, it's not great. Speaking of weird shit that people are into, that's the whole reason I wanted you on because you gave me like a little teaser oh. of all of the weird shit that people are into, um, that uh, that got a hold of you through online dating. Do you want to give yeah. us a rundown? Oh, yeah. It, it gets oh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> right. What's cool? Um, I have been asked, and, and these are not like leading into it type these conversations. These are like initial. These are, these are like, like, these are like the first questions they ask. Right out the gate. Hot you know what? Start. Honestly, I, in a weird way, I kind of respect that because it's like, hey, let me get my weirdest shit out immediately. And if you turn it down, then we're not wasting any time. See, putting something out there and requesting something, I think, are two fair, very fair. different things. You have yeah, to have some fair. tact with it. Yeah. I don't. Because I'm, I'm very blunt and honest about what I like, what I don't like, things that I'm into that most people wouldn't be into, but I'm never like, hey, by the way, want to do this? Like, it doesn't work that way. I'm a, I'm a first date butthole eater, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that women definitely have a harder time on online dating than men do. 
I'll be like, I'll get a message that'll say, hi, beautiful. And I'll be like, hi, how are you? Dick pic. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? The response opened the door. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. Did you get some dick pics from uh, your time as an uwu girl? I did. Okay. Wow. (laughs) There's a whole story we'll explain in a minute. (laughs) Okay. So what are some of the strange requests that you got like right out the gate? Um, right out the gate, I got asked to take a milk bath dressed in a suit and to, to photograph myself. Suit or tuxedo? Um, no, no, a suit. To, okay. to dress in a suit and then get into a bath full of milk and then take photos. Okay. So I think you could crush that though. That sounds, yeah. That sounds See, relaxing. yeah, yeah. The idea of it sounds very sexy, very seductive, like... Like very avant garde. Um, not the second thing you should say to me <laughs> after hi. Um, <laughs> uh, one actually made it to a first date, and we were sitting on the couch watching a movie, and it was just sort of like, "Hey, what do you think of the movie? I really like it. What do you think? What, what movie? Hey, can I fuck your feet? <laughs> what movie? Uh, I think we were watching." Iron, the first Iron Man. No. That gets the first me or movie. second I Iron know, Man. I know, I was going yeah. Right? And, and me being a big comic book nerd, like, I'm sitting here, I'm focused. Like, RDJ has all my attention. As he and should. Then As he should. It was a... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the feet hard left turn. What? <laughs> yeah, wanted to put my feet together and fuck my feet. Um, that one was pretty interesting. Had one guy that wanted me to dress as a dude and call him Mama... That that one was um, was interesting, and uh, I wasn't sure how to handle that situation. How did you handle that situation? Uh, well, I responded as <laughs> put as your running shoes on. Likely, I responded because I don't like to ghost people. Um, I've had that done to me, and I absolutely hate it. But at the same time, and I don't want to disrespect anybody's identity or or uh, what they're into because it's one of those don't yuck my yum uh in the bdsm yes no kink shaming um but if it's not for me and in this case it definitely was not for me um i straight up told him like sorry dude um i'm not a dude i know i can be a little bit masculine sometimes um in the way i dress like i'm huge tomboy but that's just not for me and then I got like this slew of slurs and oh, curse words and names. And I was all kinds of, oh my God. I was called everything but a white woman. Um, had one she guy that won. That, that, almost <laughs> an exact statement all the time. <laughs> um, and had one guy ask me to take an ice bath and then have so, sex afterwards. Oh. I'm like, so is this like a necrophilia type thing? Like he didn't want me to move, oh. like didn't want me to do anything, like drop my body yeah, tap no. and everything. I would thought he might want to harvest your kidneys. That I sounded right? real refreshing at first. Right? I'm not getting into a bathtub of ice. I don't no. care yeah, how much I mean, you pay I was me. Gonna, I was going to say, you know, the bathtub of ice thing I could see, I could maybe see as, as a thing. And then like my immediate thought, like right as you were saying, it was like, oh, it's a, it's a dead body thing. Yeah. yeah at first a, I was just like, oh, we got ourselves a little athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. That's one of those. <coughs> sorry, dude. Like I literally, this probably sounds ridiculous, but I was like, sorry, dude, I'm anemic. <laughs> so I'm cold blooded anyway. Ain't no mm. way you're getting me in a nice bath. But those are some of the most out there ones that I've gotten. And then, of course, you have the ones. I had one guy that wanted to pay me three fifty 
just for sex so he could pretend I was a prostitute. Well, at that point, you're not pretending. Like, well, exactly. Exactly. That was kind of me. Yeah. Like, you, you got rid of the imaginary aspect. Just $3.50 aspect, of Monopoly but... money. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretending. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those, had you mentioned role-playing, uh, like, that may have been a different story. But no, he was like, I'll pay you three fifty to fuck me. And I was like, eh. Something about that just makes me feel really cheap, buddy. So, in terms of role playing, what what's some of your favorite role plays? Then some of my favorite role plays. Well, yeah. I'm definitely into submission and domination. So anything involving like an authoritative figure and a submissive figure, um, teacher student is probably one of my favorites. Not gonna lie, uh, just because growing up, like you always have that idea in your head. Like that you're going to have that hot teacher that you're going to have a crush on. I never did. Never happened. That sucked. Oh, I did. I didn't. I had some some really hot female teachers, but I never had a single hot male teacher. There was one male teacher that everybody just thought was just the bee's knees and um, found out he was fucking a student a couple Mm. years after I graduated. (laughs) So yeah, that's how it works. But I just, he was just like the dumb jock. So I, I... I yeah, we had a football coach at Nottaway Valley that was fucking some female students. Is yeah. who I think it is? Who do you think it is? Starts with a D. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, D. A D. Oh. I mean, he probably was. Too. <laughs> That's not who I was thinking. <laughs> You're like, no. he probably was, no. too. No, it was... Uh, I can't even think of his name right now, but I... Someone showed me a picture of him recently, and that boy got haggard. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, how about you? Did I have any hot teachers? Like, no, no role, role playing. Oh, ooh. um, uh, let's see. I like to play the role of like incredibly sensitive adult male, and then I like my girlfriend or and or fiance or future wife to just like hold me. You know, that's that's a cool role play. That's that's something we do. Um, <laughs> no, uh, he likes to be little spoon. I yeah. do. It's amazing. <laughs> Every guy does, oh, and if amazing. they tell you they don't, they're lying. Oh, it's awesome. Just fucking hold me when I come home crying from work. That's a fun role play. No, um, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually done any like role play. I was going to say, a lo- nope. I haven't either. This goes right back to the whole cosplay <laughs> Renaissance Fair thing. Yeah. I don't like playing characters. It's weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've, I'd say uh, kind of along the lines that, that you had, like like submissive and, and more yeah, Dom uh, centric, but like, uh, there's been a couple times where uh, someone I was dating uh, uh, dressed up, and man, I don't know what it was. I think it, it, would it be, got me going. I think it would be fun since my fiance is like an actual real life doctor. If we did like the doctor role play, and she was like, I don't know, you got an infection, and the only way to fix you is to get it out of your big balls, and then like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah, and yeah. I think, like think you get into it a little too much. She's like, "No, that's not how it works." <laughs> See, Ken is a nurse, and she finds out, like, thinks that the fact that people think nurses are sexier is completely <laughs> disgusting. I was actually in nursing school and went for Halloween as a naughty nurse, 
that was hilarious because people were coming up to me and they're like, oh, do you have to take my temperature? And I'd look at them and be like, that's not how you take your temperature, dumbass. And they're like, that's not how you play the role. So, uh, Jokes on you, I, I have a degrading king. <laughs> so I, I think I, uh, I failed that assignment. <laughs> no more naughty nurse for me. Now, question is, as the naughty nurse, did you go in like the limp biscuit uh, like white, spin, like the, yes. the yes, I would I have said more. You mean Blink One Eighty Two? Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Uh, no, wasn't it Limp Bizkit? No, they had no the, it was Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, it was Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah. And she's doing this with the blue gloves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. A yeah I had the white dress wow. with the red cross on it, and the thigh highs, and the garter belts, and the red heels. How yeah. did that start? Like, how do you think like naughty nurse kink started? Because uh, when I'm laid up in a hospital with my dick out in a uh, hospital gown, the last thing I'm thinking is. Yeah, she probably wants to fuck me. <laughs> Actually, that probably has some historical bearing. It probably goes back to when um, a lot of the guys that went over for war in World War II yeah, fell for the nurses that took care of them fair. because when those were the only women that were allowed to be around. Um, so I think that probably is where the fetishization came from. Okay. If we're, if we're going along the lines of like, how do you think something started in terms of kink? What are you doing, step bro? Because I don't get that. I don't understand. Oh, step, I don't understand step. step, step yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't understand I don't it. it. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I've watched a ton of porn <laughs> that involves that, but it's more of like I kind of want to watch the acting just to be like, how do they get to that point? Oh, like, like, you totally mean because it's so good? Because <laughs> yeah. it's the height of acting. It's totally because it's taboo. Yeah, that's true. I get it. You're not supposed I, I just, to do it. I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to understand. Like, I think like porn continues to push the boundaries. So like, probably 60s, 70s, when things were still segregated, like interracial porn was very taboo and it was probably very popular. And now it's just like, yeah, black dudes fuck white girls. Like it, like it doesn't mean anything to us. Like, it's still one of the highest rated genres it of porn. Is. One of my, so I it's mean, like you want to find out what's taboo. Buddy Black is one of my look, favorite subreddits. Look up your porn genres. Um, as far as like the whole step thing or like the familial thing or, or any type of that, one of my favorite comedians said just turn off the volume and it's just two people fucking. Yeah. 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 So I mean it, that's really um, what it is. But I think kind of like what you said, Austin, like it's the taboo nature. Like yeah. we always want to try something we can't have. Michael Michael Che, who's on SNL and is a stand-up comedian, has this bit where he's like, "I can't watch lesbian porn because it's just two straight women going at it." Like, if I'm going to watch lesbian porn, I want to watch someone who looks like Dennis Rodman go down on someone who looks like Alan Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of Dennis Rodman, oh, I did it! I did an oopsie. Oh, and uh, I went to gla- classic I went, guy goof. I went on a reface, you know, the, the face swapping mm-hmm. app and I face swapped with Dennis Rodman and whoa, it's, it's a treat. Pull it's a treat. A treat. <laughs> Pull this up right now. <laughs> it's a treat. Um, I, mean, I was I like, did it with De- I, I, I kind of sat there and I was like, Oh, oh no. What are, while he's pulling that up, what are some of the things that you look for in like, like a potential partner's profile? What are the, some of the key, key words or key things that you're looking for in a potential partner? All of those little indicators that everybody thinks don't matter. Like, what are you looking for? And then you can tag like chatting, friendship, relationship, marriage, long-term relationship. I look at those. A lot of guys will put long-term relationship on those tags. But they don't mean it. But they don't mean it. 
But I do look at those tags. Um, I look to see whether or not they have kids um, because me not being able to have more kids. Um, is... All right, time out. Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt you. <laughs> no, you're you fine. You look like the the dude from Digital Underground who sings yes. the Humpty Dance. Correct. Oh, my God. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what was Tupac like? <laughs> All right. Back to your story. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Um, I think women pay attention more to the details. Guys pay attention. Like, if I were to ask a guy what one of my pictures look like, I'd probably get, like, this whole expose. Yeah. Like everything, especially if I'm not showing cleavage, so they're not distracted. But like what you wrote then down, I get like, look at it. No, no. It seems like they completely gloss over that. Like, so do you have any kids? Yep. Put that in my profile. Yeah. Or so what do you like to do? Uh, put that in my profile too. Um, but no, like those little things that you think don't matter. I definitely pay attention to, um, what you're looking for in a relationship, um, whether or not you have kids, uh, whether like where you live, because you may not you like, we may be a great potential match, but you live in Chicago. Um, that's not going to work. And I definitely like to see some type of bio. Um, I know a lot of guys are like, nobody reads this shit, so I'm not going to put it. Yes, women do read them. You may not read them, but yeah. we do. That's sort of them living vicariously through themselves. Like, well, I don't read this shit when I go to like women's profiles. So I just expect they're not going to read it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, when I post my pictures on my profile, like I try not to use too many filters. Um, I try to make sure that I include at least one full length picture because I don't want anybody to think I'm catfishing them. Um, like I really do try to consider the point of view from somebody else's point of view. Um, so it's one of those, okay, what are they going to ask me for? Or what have I been asked for in the past? Like, what do you, what do you look like standing up? Like, what's your, what, like, what body type are you? Okay, I got a body pick for that. What do you look like without a filter? Got one there too. What do you look like without makeup? I got one of them. So um, I try to cover all my bases, but I've definitely noticed with guys that get into online dating, a lot of them, it's hookup culture. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And I'll be completely honest, like anytime that I've been like online dating, it has not been to find like a long term partner. It's been like, let's find someone to hook up with and then we'll we'll kick him out the door. And that's just me being honest. And then. But were you honest on your profile about that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I met the woman that I had two kids with, which was like, we're just here to watch Bob's Burgers and hook up. Um, and then that's what we did. And then of course I got the phone call that changed my life a few months later. But, um, originally it was, and we were very honest with each other. It's like, we just were both getting out of like long term relationships and just need a snuggle. And then (laughs) (laughs) we have two wonderful, beautiful terrorist children out of that hookup. So see for, for me, especially with someone that, um, I wouldn't say I have social anxiety, but I find comfort and ease in online dating. And so where you, where Austin may have, uh, I think we're both more of a hookup. I think um, we're both way more charismatic online than we are in person. Oh, absolutely. Uh, where Austin was more of like, Hey, I just want to hook up. 
you know, I, I'm not looking for anything long term. For me, I was always upfront. I was honest about it. And I'm like, hey, uh, essentially, when I would have a conversation, I'd be like, look, we can talk about anything. You can ask me anything. I'll be 100% honest, open book. You know, I made sure my grammar was on point because that's something I looked for. Mm, um, yeah. Another thing it's I looked talk for. Talk intelligent to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, one thing I, I really looked for was uh, any person that had a group photo as their first picture, I leaned against. Because yep. who are they? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot stand that. And I don't understand why people do that. And then you got... And we can get into this later, but then you got people that uh, do like, oh, I'm going to post a shirtless pic or I'm going to post a gym pic. You know, very, very like stereotypical, like, hey, here's a fish I caught or just shit that, I mean, come on. Or you double whammy it and it's a shirtless picture with With a fish. fish. Yeah. But I mean. And shitty tribal tattoos. Like I can sit there and be like. fucking know who you are. Nobody wants to see that. Maybe, you know, down the road. It's a dragon. But but it's also a tribal tattoo. Yeah, but it's, it's a dragon. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, knowing what to look for and what people want, uh, it, it blows my mind that there are still people out there that just have no idea. And they're just like, oh, yeah, th- this works. Yeah. A lot of people I've noticed, uh, at least, and see, I have on my profile that I like men and women's, but I come across more men's profiles than I do women's. Um, in <clears throat> this area, at least. Do you think that's because more male profiles are interacting with your profile? No, okay. no, because several of my likes are female profiles, okay. like that I didn't even get to see. Oh, really? And I don't get to see them until I get matched with them. Right, right. Um, but I've definitely noticed that guys tend, and I don't know if it's, uh, I don't want to admit I'm insecure, or I don't want to admit what I actually like, but a lot of them seem to put out the same thing, like thinking this is what women want to see, so this is what I'm going to portray. And then we meet in person, and just like you were talking about, completely different personality online as opposed to real life um definitely happens a lot Mm -hmm. a lot or it's one of those where we'll start messaging and it'll be one of those um types of conversations where we'll be talking for 10 minutes it's like hey let's meet up like whoa whoa whoa. i barely know you i'm not going anywhere alone with you so it, it's definitely some murky waters to wade through, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the shit online. And then you get me in person and it's like, mm, he's like weirdly insecure about his body and a little bisexual. And he likes pro wrestling way more than he puts on online. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I'm if I can get comfortable with someone online, like through dating and everything like that, then... The rest is easy for me. It's just getting over that hump then that I, f- I feel more comfortable online. The but the... Pr- the Humpty I dance. Think- <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a going thing now. But, uh, you know, then you got the other side of the coin where it's guys that feel way too comfortable online and then they expect or figure they can say or do things or act a certain way online and then have it be okay in person and it's it's not the case yeah very true i would agree with that i've i've been that 
that douchebag before that I'll say something really shitty or I'll portray myself as really shitty online. And then I'll be like, Oh, it worked. Like you're here, like all of this shitty douchebag shit. So I was like, Oh, I have to continue to portray that like douchebag that I was online that like got you in the door. And then, and then I, my, buy myself in the ass or I say something really stupid and then I never see them again. So <laughs> I've been a part of many of those conversations where yeah. you're just like, Hey, I, uh, I fucked up. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2018 was a fun year. Yeah. I I think that a lot more people would have better luck with online dating and just dating in general if they would admit when they fuck up. Like yeah. I said earlier, other than like you lying to me, I can forgive a lot. Like I can forgive damn near anything. Just don't lie to me. And I think it's important to remember that not only are you a person, but your partner's a person and they're gonna fuck up. Everybody fucks up inevitably. Like that's just what happens. If I make a fool out of myself, like really early in the relationship or even like, not even the relationship, like really early in talking with someone, I will just, I will ghost them. I'll be like, I'm embarrassed enough for me that it's like, you may forgive me, but like, I'm going to think about that years. I'm going to think about that forever. Like, man, my, uh, my fiance is going to hate this. So like you and I, for example, yeah. when we were talking and had a little fling and I said something really stupid about Madison Ray. And then I was like, oh, she's never going to forgive me for that. And then you were like, not that big a deal. Wouldn't have been that big a deal. But I was just like, I think what I said was like, oh, you know, this person. And I did not like that person at that time. And then I still don't, but I didn't like that person at the time. And then you were like, oh yeah, like good friend, like my sister knows him and I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. And then I was just like embarrassed for myself and then just did not talk to you for like three years. Yeah. And it was like not a big deal to you at all. But it was no, like, like... It didn't even register to me that it had embarrassed you. Yep. And I was like, oh, I'm Honestly. gone. Yep. I, I have no chance with this person. And then just completely I'm, fucked up everything. So I'm a firm believer that you can have friends or you can like somebody that I don't like. Yep. Or I can have friends or um, be like have platonic relationships with somebody that you don't like, that doesn't mean it has to stop us from being friends. Yeah. Or um, even dating or um, anything past that. Like any type of relationship, I don't think that all of my friends are going to like all of your friends. Like we're not all going to play in the sandbox and that's okay. And on the very like extreme end of that, like I had to learn that with when some of my friends had like allegations that they were like abusive in relationships. And I'm like, oh no, that person wouldn't do that. And it's like, no, you have to understand like your perception of someone can be true and can be very valid. But then their perception of that same person can be true and valid and they can be two completely different perceptions because that same person can be one person to like to me and then in relationships be a completely different person and like Mm -hmm. i had to realize that so like yeah my negative uh negative feelings with this particular person where i see him like kind of being a fuck boy to this one particular mutual friend that we have and then like he could be like the world's coolest person to somebody else and i just i like that's that's something i had to like grow up with was like Oh yeah, like they're not mutually exclusive. Like both these things can be true at the same time about this person. What's really ironic about what you just said is that's kind of my basis for why I would consider a polyamorous relationship Mm -hmm. because like we all have friends that we interact with and have relationships with for different reasons. 
Um, usually you have a certain friend that you go to, to like confide in, Mm -hmm. or you have one friend that you want to go game with or go to movies with, or like go on adventures with, cause that's their thing. And then you have the friend that's seen you cry, like ugly cry and BMS. And, um, you have all these different people in your life that fulfill different needs of your personality. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility to be in a relationship with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Because, excuse me, um, how can you expect your partner, and I'm not bashing monogamy at all whatsoever, um, up to date, I've never been in a polyamorous relationship, uh, never found anybody that wasn't jealous, so, but, um, going to the aspect of expecting one person to fulfill every single part of your personality and every single one of your needs. I was just going to say that. Like... To me, that seems kind of selfish. Yeah. I was like the marriage that I was in previous, like Kaylee, everyone knows who it is. Like she was very much the monogamous, like I, everything positive that I want in life, like I want to get it from you. And I'm like, well, I fucking suck. So if you're trying to get everything (laughs) from me, like that's not work, that's not going to work. And now I'm in a relationship and getting married to someone who like one of her bridesmaids is a dude and like one of my groomsmen is your wife and like i have so many female friends that i'm not trying to sleep with like heather like i'm not trying to fuck heather she's just like she's just one of the dudes like she's just a homie (laughs) because like we just played video games and watched movies and did a bunch of like dude shit with her like she was just another roommate or like like i just met you in person today but like Paige is a homie so like and like Melanie and like a bunch of other people. And like, it would be weird if I didn't have like platonic relationships with the opposite sex. And that was one of the things that like, I had this like weird mental breakdown and I sent the Snapchat out to everyone that was like, I, I messaged someone, um, from years past. And I was just like, Hey man, haven't seen you in years. Like miss you. How are you doing? And then like her response was like, Hey man, you keep missing me, you're going to miss out on your fiance. And I was like, that's not how our relationship is at all. Like we've always just been friends. Like we've never, we've never had any sort of like other than friendly relationship. It's just, it's just, it's weird to me that like there's such a a weird stigma or weird taboo on like platonic relationships with the opposite sex. What's hilarious. I just had a conversation with a guy in my Uber last night because I was Ubering last night. Um, And he didn't know why his girlfriend was mad at him. And his buddies were like, well, you were being nice to her friend. You were flirting with her friend. He's like, but I wasn't flirting. And I was like, dude, uh, just an FYI from a female point of view, we get treated like shit so often that when a guy is actually genuinely nice, yep, we think they're flirting or it's perceived as flirting. I've so, been accused of that, of, uh, yeah. of that as well. Yeah, and, and not to knock or bash on present company but like dudes in general like women do get treated like shit like the automatic dick pic or the automatic like hey we gotta fuck in my car like just and even without the sexual comments like just very negative interactions that when a guy is genuinely nice or or treats us decent like it's hard not to think okay is he flirting with me or is he trying to sleep with me so when a woman sees that in her partner and sees him doing that to another woman, unless she's really secure in a relationship, 
chances are she's going to jump to the conclusion that you're you're flirting mm-hmm. with one of her friends or you're flirting with another female. And see, that's another thing that I dealt with online too. It's like, like realistically, uh, I had more female friends than anything. And I would, I felt like because of the culture more recently, it I felt like I had to explain that to people. Like, hey, I got a lot of friends who are girls. I got a lot of girls that come to me for like, advice uh to talk it out when they need to stuff like that and like i'm not interested in them i just need you to know that like that's a thing and you're gonna have to be comfortable with that if we're gonna you know if we're gonna move forward but you know going into uh, having having a relationship and stuff like i this is something that a person i dated knew and they they knew what kind of person I was. They knew I was super nice. I was nice to everyone. I'd help out when I can, all that. So it was very well known what my personality was. And then kind of going into what you were saying about that guy that said he had, I wasn't doing that. Like, I'm oblivious when it comes to any of that. So if a girl's hitting on me or flirting with me, I have no clue. So, uh, one night we were at the bar just hanging out with some friends and her friend was starting to, uh, put the moves on me and I had no idea. Like she, like she reached over, she'd touch my face and I just like, okay. And, but I was just nice about it. And then, you know, after we get home, she, she's mad at me. She's like, well, she was doing this. I'm like, was she? Cause I didn't get that. So, I mean, I, Having platonic relationships uh, while you're in a romantic relationship is hard. There just has to be a level of acceptance in terms of who you're with. Mm -hmm. And see, that I think, again, falls back on honesty. I think the more trust you have and the more open you are, the more honest you are about how you're feeling, it's easier to navigate those waters. Because if you're insecure and you communicate that with your partner, then they know the landmines to avoid because they know about your insecurities going into it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's important to just be upfront about. But I completely get what you're saying, Trevor, because um, I have Asperger's and social cues straight over my head. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of sexual mishaps, I completely understand my ex wanted to film us. And we were using a uh, clitoral stimulant, and he used way too much. Um, so <laughs> like I like felt it, like I felt like if I or? stood up, I was just gonna like be dripping down my <sighs> legs. And I'm like, this Dude. is not the way to go. I don't feel sexy at all. But then I go to give him head and forget about the stimulant. <gasps> so my lips start burning. My whole throat feels like it's on fire. My tongue swells up. Like, I'm going, oh, what no. the fuck? Apparently, it's not supposed to be used orally. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, that sucked. Who would have thunk? <laughs> who would have thunk? It can go in the vagina. Can't go in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Zero out of 10. Would not recommend. <laughs> Felt like I had swallowed fire. So, I can't say it's a sexual mishap. It's, it's something that led up to it, though. And oh. I don't think I told the story to any of you guys before, so this is this is gonna be a good one. It's fucking, it's fucking wild. Oh man, <laughs> I love my so, life. 
so uh, there was someone that got a hold of me and was like, hey, you want to hook up? You want to do this? And this is a friend. And uh, this was back when I lived over by uh, Bucks Arena, oh. the, that studio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where we lived together for like three weeks. <clears throat> yeah. So they hit me up and they're like, hey, you want to, like, I'm, I'm in the area. You want to hook up? I'm like, yeah, sure. And so we get together and, or uh, before we get together, she's like, hey, I want to try something. I'm like, all right. She's like, go to Walmart, get this. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go to Walmart. I buy the thing. I get back. And she just happens to get there at the same time that I uh, get back. So we're getting ready to get down to business and... Like, to hey, defeat the Huns. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. exactly where my mind went to. <laughs> so she's like, so you, you got it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling out. Yeah, you did. And uh, I, I go to open open the box to, to get it out. And there's nothing in the box. And I'm upset because I just spent 20 bucks on something that I clearly don't have. What I'm upset about is the fact that not only did I spend 20 bucks on this thing, uh, I now have to go back and <laughs> demand either a refund <laughs> or get a replacement to the people at Walmart. Oh. So, what it is... That's what I was waiting for. What it is, is... uh. I guess this numbing cream to make you last longer. Huh. Oh, cool. And I was like, I mean, I, I'm all right, but like, if if you want to go rounds, we'll go rounds. And so I'm embarrassed going back in. And they're like, yeah, we can't do returns. Or anything. I'm like, what the fuck oh, do you mean? I uh, and I, so I started getting in a fight with them at Walmart over this cream for my dick. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, yeah, we can't, we can't do exchanges or returns. I'm like, but so, there was nothing in the box. I'm not wasting 20 bucks to buy a box. It's so not that, an exchange or return if I never got like, anything to exchange. So there I was, bricked up in a Walmart. Yeah, I was like, there's, and I, I tried being as cool as I could, about, could be about it. And I was like, look, you really think I would come back to Walmart after being here 15 minutes ago? To buy cream for my dick to make me last longer? You really think I'd I'd come back and want to do this interaction with you? You really think I want to like? Ask I didn't want to buy dick cream the first time, <laughs> right? And so, so uh, all right, you go ahead, grab another one. I'm like, thank you. I'm gonna make sure it's in the boxes. <laughs> yeah, so I get that. <laughs> I did, man. I wish I could get access to that camera because like, you can see me standing at the door over by customer service, just like just using holding a box in my hand, going, uh. just playing maracas with dick cream. What the fuck is the dick cream? <laughs> so, so uh, turns out we never actually used it anyway. Seems and like a waste. I yeah, it was a hundred percent a waste the entire time because. You know, we hooked up. We did our thing. We you had a great time. It? Just frame it in a shadow box. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But no, it, it just... With it, the receipt. <laughs> With both receipts. 
<laughs> a receipt on each side with a cream in the middle. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I was. It wasn't until I was act- actively dating someone that I realized I still had it. I'm like, well, I don't need this. So, in the trash. I would have used it. That's uh, like forty bucks you wasted to not use it. Yeah, that cream I was talking about that that set my throat on fire. Um, I would definitely suggest if you're going to go locally, go to Romantics to get any like lube, stimulants, anything like that. Because they let me try it in the store. That was the most interesting ride home I've ever had in my life. So out out of curiosity, does it come in a little black bottle? No, no. This is a little red bottle. It's called, uh, oh God, Warm and Buzzy is what it's called. And it looks literally like chapstick. Zero out of ten. Don't put it on your lips. Um, but they let me put some on my fingertip at the store. And they're like, go into the bathroom. Go ahead. Put it on your clit. Come back out. Tell us it's not the best feeling in the world. By the time I hit the door of the bathroom trying to come out to the counter, I was having problems with the friction wow. of my jeans. Like, this stuff is amazing. Fast acting. So, if you don't know. Fast tough acting to acting. Yes. <laughs> Fast so, acting to acting. So, if great. you don't know... Uh, the Gentleman's Club Minx, mm-hmm. um, they have a store connected to their club and like they have a whole section there. So like they, they have, you know, creams, um, toys, different stuff like that. So if you're looking for an alternative, that could be a place you could go to. And the only reason why I know that is because I did guard duty there a few times. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Sure. I just thought it was really <laughs> cool that they actually let me try it because, I mean, we've... I. As an adult, if you've ever been to an adult store, you see all these different products and they claim to do all this different stuff, but you don't know if it actually works. And kind of like with your dick cream, like I'm going to spend 20 bucks on something. <laughs> Is it actually going to do anything? Specifically your dick cream. <laughs> well, well, nobody else she here made, was talking she, about she dick made cream. made solid eye contact. With <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You spent 20 bucks on that stuff, but you never even got to figure out if it, if it works. Like numbing cream, I instantly think something like Icy Hot. And everybody knows you don't put Icy Hot on your dick. No. At least from what I've heard, like that's a big no-no. So I mean, like my first instinct or my, my first question in my head when I read these things is, does it work or does it do what it says? So the fact they let me try it, I thought was really cool. When I was in high school, all of me and all my friends were really into jackass. And we were like, what kind of like weird jackass adjacent things can we do that like won't kill us? And um, not, I'm not going to name names, but you, I, I had four friends in high school, so I'm sure you know who it is. Um, yep. But one of them decided that they were going to put Icy Hot on their butthole and then go swimming. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was a rough afternoon. I bet. Damn. I think I know who it is. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you know who it is. It's the same one that does all the dumb shit in my friend's group. Yeah. yeah. That's really dumb. Yeah. Oh, no. Bit. You want to talk about dumb? I know a guy that that when he first was discovering uh, sexuality and, and, and stuff like that, and he discovered porn and would masturbate. As you do. As as one does. Yeah. Um, he couldn't find lotion. Oh, no. uh, while he was in the bathroom, but he did find a cream to use and realized it was a mistake later on. Oh god! And it was a cream called Nair. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! 
That's amazing. I bet he. I, I was gonna say I bet he had the most well polished uh, dick ever. Oh man! But that shit looked like a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> call, Can we call it Rufus? <laughs> call me, beat me. Oh no! <laughs> if you want to name it me. Rufus. <laughs> um, what is the what's the most unique sexual experience you've ever had? Neither good nor bad, just unique. Funny or unique? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, funny. One of each. Me and my ex-girlfriend went to what we believed was a kink party on Halloween. Um, I dressed up as Jessica Rabbit. She dressed <laughs> up as Roger Rabbit. Yep. We get all the way down there and discover it's not a kink party. It's a swingers party. So you should have wore so, your zoo suit. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Best it, pun. It, Best pun. It was, it was something else. And of course, because we thought it was a kink event, like we brought all of these different toys. We bought, we brought oh, floggers and yes. crops and paddles and like all of this different stuff. And of course, these people are swingers. They're not necessarily into kink. Um, they're not synonymous as a lot of people think, and they start asking us about all of our toys. So like we're dem like we're giving demonstrations. Like I felt like I needed to be paid like a paid sponsor. It's like an Avon calling. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah. For all of these different toys. And what did it for me was a gentleman asked me to whip him like 12 years a slave. I wow. dropped my flogger. I looked at my girlfriend and I said, we're leaving. We're leaving. And we left. It was the most uncomfortable, awkward situation I've ever been in in my life. And I pray I never get put in that situation again. Like I said, I don't yuck anybody's yum, but that's not for me. Um, and then I would say most unique situation. Uh, that's a tough one. There's a few. You know, you don't really... Realize the shit you've been through till you think about it. Um, had a guy that wanted me to massage his prostate with a butt plug. That is probably my most unique experience. I thought you were about to raise your hand. You're like, uh, yes. It was a no, vibrating. It was a vibrating butt plug, and apparently he just had a thing with having something up his ass. I just look. I hey just man, had a mental. Don't we the all? reason why I had my hand up was because I just had a mental image, and I'm going through the motion as I'm thinking about it. And all I can think of is some dude with a butt plug, and Melanie just cranking it like a crank, <laughs> <laughs> like an organ grinder. <laughs> yes. yeah, this wasn't an 18th century vibrator. Uh, we have moved on to vi to batteries, like the big cranks but in Resident Evil. <laughs> wrong one. That's a square one. We need that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yours. Most uh, unique. Oh, fuck. I, I don't know. I think we've already talked about this. But That's all right. Do it again. Encore. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Do you want an encore? <laughs> I, I think uh, I think it was either sex in a car or sex out in a park. But okay. I can't. Like, nothing like crazy, crazy. Oh, well, I almost had someone walk in on me. Um, oh, we've all had that. Yeah, but you didn't shoulder tackle a door close while they were walking <laughs> through naked with your junk flopping all around. That that would require my junk to flop. Because what happened place. afterwards Aww. was 
Uh, they start walking in and you see the door start to crack open and you see half of their face through the door crack. <laughs> and I'm I'm up. I'm like Oh, you were up, all right. I, <laughs> That's what she said. I shoulder tackled the door closed. She's like, Oh, okay. Uh well, you guys can finish. We'll just wait outside. And so they sat outside. I mean, they sat outside for twelve more seconds. Um, hey, because <laughs> I didn't have the dick cream. <laughs> What's yours? I got two. I want. I want, oh, I yes. want both of them I right now. The first one, I was uh, dating a girl, and we had gone up to Minnesota to visit her parents. And on the way back, uh, she's like, "You want me to give you some roadhead?" And I was like, "Well." Isn't that kind of difficult because you're driving? And she was like, nope. (laughs) Wow. That that was a a twist I was not expecting. Yeah. So I got head from the driver of a car. Oh, shit. That was interesting. Did you have to steer? Yeah. And she had her foot on the gas? So I had the seat back. Was that cruise control or? Looking for truckers. (laughs) Uh, Second one. That's the story of the first time I told of my car. uh, I was... Uh, having sex with my at the time girlfriend and I lived in a studio apartment with somebody else and uh, we were going at it and he goes to come in. I hear the door lock. So as soon as the door opens, I grab the blanket and throw it over us, but it doesn't stop. So it just goes over us. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) He walks in and just starts laughing and walks to his room because he had a curtain. I didn't. I, I also have two. The first one is... Um, one of the first times that I hung out with Amy outside of her apartment was Wrestle Kingdom. And it was me, you, and her, and then Bunner. And you were like really asleep. This was after the show had ended. And I am just going to Fingertown on my future wife. And DJ Diddles. Bunner wakes up and locks eyes with me and goes, Y'all fucking? (laughs) (laughs) Now... Imagine the uh, least attractive human being you've ever met <laughs> locking <laughs> eyes with you when you're fucking <laughs> Sonic tails and knuckles deep. In your... <laughs> that's, a, that's a callback. That right is a there. callback. <laughs> and he just goes, y'all fucking? Um, so... I can just hear it. I, can, I hear it and I see his face doing it. <laughs> so uh, that's why we left. Oh. Uh, and then the second one, it wasn't really like, it wasn't strange or anything. Um, some girl wanted to, uh, finger my b-hole and I was like, sure. Um, this was also a girl from Tinder and she did not have a full body pick. So, um, unbeknownst to me, she had hands bigger than George Foreman and, uh, (laughs) I've never been in more, um, pleasurable pain in my entire life. Have, have I met or seen this girl? Because I'm trying to think of who Your it might be. Dates. Are you sure it wasn't Shaq? We 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 did we dated for a while. There. Oh, was it uh, that one artist? No. No. I think uh, later than that, same year, and Mexican. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The look on your face, Trevor, is yeah. priceless. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Y'all fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Who? I, I have a question for you guys because I know this answer. I know my answer to this question. Who is the most scandalous person you've ever been approached by to hook up? 
Mine was my girl's grandfather. Oh, like paternal grandfather. Yes, paternal oh. grandfather. Oh, scandalous. Okay, okay, that's a good question. That is a great question. And he has a buttload of kids, so I don't like their dad has like fifty. Uh, you don't. And you sisters. don't trust the pullout game. So yeah, no, no, and and he just hmm. to me was not that attractive, and I was like, you are my girl's grandfather. This is not happening. He approached me in a club. Anything. I don't know if I do either. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my most scandalous. Like, you should not be talking to me right now. Mm. That mm, I can't. I'd think have of... to think. I've had a few friends like ex-wives. I don't know if that's scandalous or not. Because like, mm. once you get divorced, oh, it's kind of yeah. fair. I game. still say that's that's oh. pretty scandalous. Oh, a friend of mine's girlfriend. Yeah. While they were dating? Yeah. Oh. And I did. Oh. <laughs> a couple times. Uh, oh. Different girls. Oh. It used to be horrible. Same I friend? Younger. No. Oh, different friends. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought it was the same friend with no. multiple girlfriends of his. Person. David? Hey, man. Same. I got a horrible, horrible spreadsheet. Of I wasn't proud of it either. Up, I, so. Dude, I regret that to the day I die, but, but do you I'd, be really? li- I'd be lying if I said... Problem is, is some I didn't of them enjoy might it. listen to this podcast, and I've never told them, so we're just not going to go into details. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any. I don't know. I mean, I can talk about mine because I don't give a fuck about who it's with. Go ahead. So, um, while I was working at Trolley, um, all the good stories happened when you yep. worked at Trolley. So when I worked at Trolley. Because uh, Creston is a scandalous place. There was a rumor going around for a while, um, because this is when I lived over in. Uh, I, I fuck, it starts with a P. Perry. No. Uh, Pleasant Hill. No. Peoria. No. Prescott. Prescott. Let's go. I had to think of like that towns area. that start I don't know with why. P. I that can start, never think of Prescott. Are, like, yeah, so it was when I was living in Prescott with uh, a couple friends, and so. Thank you. Um, so while I was working there, there was a rumor that went around saying that um, I had a threesome involving somebody or involving a couple people, which was never true. Never happened. And then uh, I guess it, it lasted long enough to, I don't know, I guess generate interest from this person. I got to stop trying to predict what you're going to say because you said generate and then eh, and I thought you were going to say generate income. And I was like, <laughs> how are you profiting off this? So basically what happened was, um, you know, my roommates at the time said, you know what? I'm not trying to give you uh, any ideas, you know, in your head or anything, but uh, you guys would make a cute couple. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. So, um, we had planned to all go out like me, my roommate, uh, this, this girl, her name's, uh, Ellie, um, and her boyfriend slash fiance, uh, Chris. So we, uh, we had planned to go out, but the problem was uh, the way the work schedule worked, it, it basically forced a couple of us to, uh, work late but i wanted to be nice because i didn't i wasn't on that force 
um, Chris was. Um, so what had happened was me and Ellie decided to switch. So we'd work late and, uh, that way my friend, uh, Brooke and Chris would go out, hang out because he never gets out. That, that, that was the whole point of us hanging out was just to get him out and, and have a good time. And we figured, all right, let's, you know, we'll, we'll work late. I'll stay with her for the night. Um, he'll crash over at Brooks and then in the morning we'll essentially <laughs> swap. So, um, I had no intention of, of, of anything happening and, or anything like that. And then, uh, so we get done with the night. I get over there and I'm playing like, like I have like magic cards and shit like that just to fuck around with. And like, all right, well, we're getting tired, so let's let's go to bed. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get up, and I get situated on the couch, and she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? You don't want to come sleep in here with me? I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing. So for about four months, I was hooking up with this girl. And uh, by the end of it, she says, hey, look. I'm not interested in this anymore. I want to make things work out. I'm like, all right, cool. I I didn't take it easy, but you know, it, it is what it is. So he confronts me at work and I swear to God, I was going over the railing cause he was, you fuck my wife. <laughs> That's how the conversation began. <laughs> Pretty much. That was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody upstairs is like nose ear to the floor now. Like, what's gonna happen next? But I thought no. they just got married. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, he confronts me, and I'm, I'm. She just like, announced her pregnancy on the last episode. Uh, no. <laughs> no, but so. She, uh, he confronts me and and he's ready to fucking sock me and I'm like I'm backed into a corner so I, like I can't lie about anything so I'm like yeah I'm sorry man it happened <laughs> you fucked my wife yeah and he goes cool all right and walks off <laughs> I don't talk to him I don't see I because don't see game recognize game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to add on to that though, so they move out to Arizona. Turns out she pulled the same shit on him down in Arizona after they got engaged, right? So he moves back up to uh, Osceola and comes back to work and I run into him at a bar and I'm like, oh, hey man, what's what's going on? We're like, you want to have a drink? And we're like, awkward tension. I'm like, Man, this is the elephant in the room. I gotta say it because I gotta get it off my chest. Like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, oh no, it's fine. She did this. It's all good. The thing I appreciate, you were honest with me about it. I'm like, <laughs> full circle. See? This whole podcast is about honesty. Yeah, there you, go. you didn't there you get go. your ass kicked because you were honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Freeze frame. <laughs> don't you forget about me um any other any other stories anything else we're at about an hour 
And then I want to ask you something. Oh. But any it, other it, stories? Any other advice? Anything at all? Uh, I won't go into stories because there's a multitude of them. We'll just have to have you back then. Uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> uh, some involve just me. Some involve uh, other people. Give us one to end on. One to end on. Um, we one sexual mishap to rule them all. I was supposed to be doing a. Is it worse than soap in the eyes? Like a couple swap. Okay. Oh, oh I do have an ex that put a video of me giving him head on the internet for revenge porn, and I had to threaten to sue him to take it down. And the only reason I found out about it was because my other ex found it while watching amateur oh. porn. So yeah, there's there's one for the the storybooks. But I uh, was supposed to be doing this couple swap. Um, it wasn't really a couple swap. It was two men, two women. And it didn't really work because both guys ended up in the bathrooms with the shits because they drank too much. So, <laughs> so yeah, that sucked. Um, originally, this podcast was all about online dating. Did you have a story about a woman you went to see in Michigan? Yeah, um, it's funny because I actually just talked to uh, Henther about this a few days ago, actually. Um, so I was in a long-distance relationship for, uh, I would say, probably about a year or so, a couple years, um, with a girl from Michigan named Kristen. Um, she had a couple daughters who I, like, throughout this relationship, I, I ended up being kind of a father figure, which is... Odd to say, but oh, it's not that odd, buddy. But like you've been a father figure to many a kid. I have <laughs> many, many um, a child. So I go, uh, you know, after so long, after after we hit it off and and we talk on the phone, we do video chats, you know, the whole nine yards in terms of a long distance relationship. We make a plan to. Uh, again, Airbnb out in Michigan. I fly out. Uh, she picks me up at the airport and, and we go stay at this Airbnb. And, uh, you know, we it, it, it was just kind of like a... Let's, you know, let, let, let's see what life is like with each other kind of thing. And this, again, you know, two years into this. Um... And I, I, I think it went fine. Come to find out after that and uh, sometime later, because she actually managed to come down to Iowa and stay with me for a little bit as well. Um, we, we break up. We don't talk anymore. But uh, at, the end of, at the end of all of that, come to find out, I was under the assumption that the father of her children was not in the picture or like she just had a rocky relationship with him and it, like it was over right that was not the case turns out i was the other guy in the relationship you and she now has a family with that guy um apparently They've been together 
the entire time and she was wanting to get some strange on the side. Different hose and area codes, you know what I mean? Some strange. Damn. Well, you never yeah. heard that term before? It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Why my mind immediately went to Tech Nine. <laughs> strange music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that was a weird one. I've just been booping this microphone the whole time. <laughs> anyway. Any, um, anything else? Any, uh, for, for someone that, Here's your beautiful voice on this podcast and would love to reach out. What tips would you have for anyone who may be interested in dating Melanie Blomquist? Be honest. <laughs> full circle. Yeah, Literally, full circle. full circle. Be honest. Like like I said, with me not recognizing social cues, I appreciate people who are blunt. Um, I don't think any topic is off topic. I think that the more intellectual or the more spontaneous you can make your conversation, the better. Um, You can find out a lot about somebody um, asking them questions like, do you believe in aliens? Or what's your stance on religion? Do you fuck with the war? Do you fuck with the war? (laughs) Do you know about Pangea? (laughs) I don't know about Pangea. (laughs) I love it. Let's go hard. Um, But I think it's important, especially in my interactions with people, um, to be honest, not only about what I like and what I dislike, but about what I've been through. Um, I don't think necessarily that uh, you have to name off every person you've slept with or name every bad relationship you've been in. But I do think it's important to let somebody know like the reason why certain things have ended so that you don't repeat past mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to learn from your history, um, you and your partner. Um, so being upfront about that definitely helps on on both sides um both you being honest about your faults and why something ended but also letting them know like i said those landmines to avoid um things that are triggers or things that are problems or things that you have insecurities about um but it uh, it all boils down to honesty really like being your true self because if you portray this image of yourself to other people and that's what they fall for you're literally going to be an actor your entire life. Like you will spend your entire life exhausted trying to be somebody that you're not because you weren't authentic. So I think that's important. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm, cheesecake. That's a good choice. That is a great Solid choice. choice. Yeah. Cold Stone cheesecake. I fucking love Cold Stone. I want Cold Stone, <laughs> I want cold stone now. Yeah. <laughs> it's best ice cream. You don't live that that far from the mall. You could have cheesecake ice cream right so now. So Heather's working at Torrid right now, so she's right across from. Why the mall. are we not going to visit her this minute? Take the show on the road. Less, it's mobile. It's got batteries in it. We don't have to carry a microphone like a fucking weirdo, but we could do it. Do like a man on the street type of thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, for a dollar. That would be the most interesting podcast. Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner, Billy on the street. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one is when he's like, ma'am, uh, sorry to bother you, but what is it like to be an elitist New York piece of shit? And she's like, it feels wonderful. <laughs>
Ooh, speaking of decadent treats, have you guys been to Cineholic? No, but I've heard no. it's amazing. In the East Village. It's just a cinnamon roll place, isn't it? I just, it's gourmet cinnamon rolls. <gasps> I had a French toast cinnamon roll the other day. Oh my goodness. Speaking of French toast, I just want to talk about how dedicated I am to this podcast. Because when I left, I was forced to preheat the oven to 350 and then put in this amazing... Uh, um, French toast like bake thing that Amy had made that I did not get to eat because I had to be here at 11.45 for this podcast. So so um, why didn't you make it earlier? Because she didn't get home. Uh, yeah, she had to work this morning. So I, I made it, I put it in the oven so it would be ready for when she got home. You guys haven't heard of Tupperware? What's that? Tupperware. 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 Like, you know, you just say no, Peas, babe. Peas. <laughs> you mean I have a PhD and I'm just saying Tupperware? I thought it was Tupperware because it looks like a tub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes sense. That makes sense. See, I thought I heard that. <laughs> I thought I heard that. Don't bees at me. <laughs> <laughs>